This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome in. Happy Thursday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Curry with you. What's up, Rico? Hello. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for the two slices of pizza. You're welcome. I gave you not one, but two. They were delicious. So don't worry, folks. I did not eat my entire frozen pizza. I could have. You should have. But here's the thing. I ate a quarter of it. As I've grown and gotten older through my wise days... I have understood and realized not to stuff yourself, that when you first begin to feel full, that's when you stop eating. You read that somewhere. I did not. That's just what I've learned. Mark Onwater says, quitter. Mark, you have no room to talk because you were the one that was bashing me for making a whole pizza and bringing it in. Mark's just just mad because he can no longer longer finish a whole pizza by himself. Ah, Small stomach. Mm-hmm. He's in shape. That's the thing is you got to, I mean, that, that's the only problem with losing weight is that your stomach gets smaller and it, you can't eat as much. Do you ever have that problem when you go through the drive-thru, Rico? No. That you want to have a it's weird because variety. I've gone the opposite direction. When I was working out a lot and I was in great shape, you ate a I lot. would eat a lot. And now hmm. that I don't work out anymore, I can't eat as much. It makes me kind of sad. Really? Yeah, it makes me kind of sad. Well, because you're not burning anything. I used to be able to eat like a 20-piece chicken nugget by myself solo, like real quick. I and found that fine. out too. And now I if, I, as well. if I eat like 10 chicken nuggets by myself, I'm just like, whoo, wait a minute. I got to sit down for a second. I, so I find myself in the drive-thru every now and then. This is really gonna uh, going to expose me. This is going to be bad. For Taco Bell, for example, I'll go through the Taco Bell drive-thru. I'm like, I cannot decide on like two things. Love me some Taco Bell. I don't get combo meals. I, I think the greatest invention ever made was the a la carte menu. <laughs> we need to clip that and put that as part of the new open. <laughs> the greatest invention ever made was the a la carte menu. Because think of it when you go to a Mexican restaurant. Please continue. When you go to a Mexican restaurant, for example, I would rather have, rather than the rice and beans, those are great. I know what they taste like, though. I would rather have a flata, a tamale, an enchilada, chimichanga, rather than just two chimichangas and and the rice and and beans. beans. I would. You ever had good rice and beans, though? I have. No, thank you. I have. Because if you've ever had good rice and beans, you would never be talking. No, they're very good. You would never be talking down on rice and beans. No, I think, no, I'm not talking down on them. I just think I'm much more of a protein guy. You're telling me you would rather have another chimichanga than some delicious rice and beans? I could eat rice and beans every day for for lunch and dinner, and I'd be fine. I could eat it for (sighs) breakfast. Yeah. You know what you do is you get some rice, you get a a sunny sunny side up egg, right? Okay. You get some white rice. You Wait, get the egg. You've already stopped me because that means the yolk is runny. And exactly. I'm out on that. It has to be. So you get the white rice. You get the egg. You put that on there. You mix it all up. For me, throw some ketchup in there. Mix it all up. Delicious. Perfect breakfast. Somebody says having a smaller stomach and eating less doesn't sound like a problem, Nick. 
I, it's not necessarily a problem. It's a big it's just, problem. It's, just, it's a bummer. No, it's a massive problem because you can't eat as much delicious food. Like, here's the thing. Drumstick says this. Taco Bell is marvelous. Never feel bad for going to the bell. Um, have you seen that sidebar? Have you seen the commercial of Devontae Adams having a Taco Bell inside of his house? Talk I about would, a dream scenario. I would love that. Talk about a dream scenario where you're, you're a professional. A you're a, you're a professional athlete. Yep. You're getting paid millions and millions of dollars. You got a Taco you're Bell right. in your house, and you know you're able just to have Taco Bell, and it doesn't get you fat because you're a professional athlete. Perfect. So, I'm not saying it's real. It's probably not real, unfortunately. Probably, but, um, but it could be. Yeah. Never doubt it. Chevy Husker guy says ketchup and rice? Question mark. Yeah. Yeah. Rico, you you kind of you kind of concern white, me. White sometimes. rice, a sunny side up egg, a little bit of ketchup on there. Mix it all up. You get the yolk, the ketchup. It all goes together. The egg, the rice. It's dude. Trust me, fantastic. Just try it one day. Just you, try it. How'd you become? How'd you come on to this combination? Family. Oh boy, family does it. Right. Maybe it's a Puerto Rican thing. I don't know. I just know that it's delicious. I, I, I doubt. It. I don't think it is. It could be. Um, it doesn't sound right. Um, okay, so once again. Unnamed texture. Here we go. And your Take family one. having a taco bar for Thanksgiving sounds right. We're, we're going to bring that up. We're, that's fine. You know why? We're don't a bigger tell, family. Don't tell me that mine sounds your family's, wrong. Your family's a little messed up, Rico. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Your family has a taco bar for Thanksgiving. It's what kind not of a problem. That? That's not a problem. I hope you at least have shredded turkey are, for are, your tacos. Are, are, are we going Do to you have that? No. No, we have shredded chicken. Disgusting. Or pulled pork. Disgusting. Or ground beef. Your family's a little messed up. Say it. Talk I about did. my family. I did. Your mom is insane. <laughs> We're going to bring this up again, aren't we? My family, a little bit bigger family. We have uh, a taco bar for Thanksgiving rather than ha- having a table that seats, you know, 35 people and everybody just sitting down at the table. Mm-hmm. Then you pass the food. No. And that's, that's the beauty of it. No, you pass it's not. The food and you're talking to each other. You pass the spoon. You pass the, the, pass the spoon. You can, you can talk in the, in, the, in the taco bar line. Disgusting. You can talk in the taco that's bar line. Insane. I'm fine. Um, AJ says, swap the ketchup with hot sauce and I'll give it a go. Go ahead. Do it. Uh, OG Les Lancaster, if rice and ketchup makes his family messed up, my family runs the asylum. Oh, OG Les Lancaster, let's Look, hear it then. You could do the you could do the ketchup, and then you could also throw some hot sauce on top of it. So mm-hmm. there is that. Okay, a little mixy um, matchy. Adon said, Adon, Adon, Adon. Gosh, I always mess up the name. Um, are are can we all agree that Baja Blast is the best? One hundred percent. I suppose. Try to cut out pop. Don't do that. You'll hate yourself. Nah. Just cut it down to one a day. I, I thought about going sober. And then here's Oktoberfest around the corner. <laughs> so I was like, nope, I got to go. cut it down to one gotta, a day. I gotta, oh, one pop. Yeah. Okay. Or one beer. No, don't we don't need that. Do that. We, don't, we don't need that. Um, Just a reminder as we continue through this jumble of a segment. Yeah, high, school, high school football starts tonight. We have uh, 7 p.m. kickoff Lincoln East and Lincoln High. Myself and Jay Foreman will be on the call for that one from Seacrest. So that'll be fun. Um. Thundersoft Collins. I forget that we say Thundersoft. <laughs> Thundersoft Collins says Baja Blast and Swedish Fish for the win. Yes, sir. Um, he also was questioning how I cut my pizza into seven slices. I cut it into eight, but, you know. He was saving one for me. Yeah. Um, Ryan says, Nick, you said a little bit bigger family in reference to the Sainerts. Are we talking more people in the family or some larger individuals? <laughs> Ryan, you're lucky I know you. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and a little bit of both. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It is okay. okay. I'm one of them. Same. No, you're not. No, my family. No way. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like you were a bigger one. 
In my family, I am. Nah. I'm one of them. <laughs> no way. Get out of here, Rico. I am now, um, Rico, so I need to complain about Bach really quickly. Uh-oh. Because Bach was yelling at me for making a frozen pizza. And not reading the numbers. And not reading the calories. And then Read the dur- numbers. During the commercial break, I'm sitting in the back office, re- or not reading, eating, and watching Seinfeld. And the guy gets mad. He goes, you watching Seinfeld? And I said, yes, I am. Why am I not allowed to watch Seinfeld? We both agreed, Rico. That Seinfeld is a very good show that needs to be appreciated more. It's a great show. Way better than Friends. Way better than Friends. Anything is better than Friends. Ooh. I don't like Friends. You're out on Friends. Completely and utterly out on Friends. I never. I can never get into Friends. Like the show, I should say. Um, Hard out on Friends. Okay. That makes it simple. I, I like. There, there's something about... This is my second time completely watching... Um, completely watching Seinfeld from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And Kramer gets funnier and funnier every single time. He's fantastic. He's awesome. He is he is the Dwight of no, Seinfeld. Dwight is Dwight is the Kramer, Kramer of, of, of Seinfeld of or of the office. Yes. Okay. That would be okay. I can understand that one then. All right, let's let's go and get to football. 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the uh, Sarder Heyman text sign, both the whole, both those open for you guys the entire show. Um, thank you, Waterboy. I appreciate the, I appreciate the advice. Um, but once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Got a lot of stuff to get into today. Um, Guy from Rivals sat down, uh, Clint Cosgrove sat down with Mickey Joseph today, kind of discussed a couple things with him as as he navigates the, the interim head coaching role, as well as Joel Klatt on his show a couple days ago. Now, this is something that I wanted to get into a couple days, for a couple days now, but we just have ran out of time. And I want to compare Nebraska and Wisconsin's job. And, and in that, all five of the Power Five job openings right now. Colorado. Arizona State, Nebraska, um, Georgia Tech, Wisconsin. Because I which rank them basically. Which one would you? Which one's the better job? And, and try to take off our our, our the favoritism. And our, the yeah, the the fandom of Nebraska because we're gonna we're gonna be able to say a lot of good things about Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But Joel Klatt makes a very interesting point regarding divisions that I kind of want to dive into. So, Rico, if you could, um, there's a quote in there from Clad about, about Wisconsin. Wisconsin has benefited? Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey. Oop, hold on. Got yeah, unmute that. that side. So, once again, this this was from, you know, two, three days ago, so the news was kind of still new from uh, Jim Leonard, you know, being the, being the new interim head coach at, at Wisconsin. Be careful what you wish for at Wisconsin. Paul Chris was very successful at Wisconsin, and it's not easy – at places that don't have a natural recruiting base to just win at a high level all the time. Nebraska comes to mind, folks. And they've done this twice since 2000. So in this century, Nebraska fired Frank Solich after he won nine games, and they fired Bo Pelini, who apparently wasn't good enough. And if you ask anybody at Nebraska to go back in the DeLorean with Doc and Marty McFly, would they fire Frank Solich? Probably not. Would they fire Bo Pelini? Probably not. You got to be careful what you wish for. If you're Wisconsin, it's a razor's edge. 
They have been highly successful in the Big Ten West. Part of what has allowed them to be highly successful and play for conference championships and play in major bowl games is the fact that they've had divisions. This conference is very unbalanced. This year, maybe more so than we've ever seen with Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State in the other side in the East. This West has not always been as dominant. And I know it's it's fairly recent vintage, but Wisconsin has been the, the beneficiary of being in a very easy division. Trust me when I tell you this, we were in the easy side of the division when I played at Colorado. Like I, I know what this means and what this feels like. Now there's there's talk that they're going to go away from divisions, that they're going to probably end up going into pod systems. And it's like, can they replicate what they have been? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying be careful what you wish for because Paul Chris was highly successful, and I get it. The results on the field this year didn't match what you expected. Washington State lost, Ohio State they get run, and then Illinois 34-10 at home. That's not good, and I'm not trying to defend it. All I'm saying is be careful what you wish for. So there, there's Joel Clatton. Once again, 402-464-5685. want to hear your guys' thoughts. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman Text Line. Um, both those open for you guys because – now, obviously, he brought in the Nebraska stuff, and I wanted to include that. We all know, and that's not what this this conversation is about necessarily. But he brought up an interesting point of, regarding divisions and teams having easier or, or better, or more success because of the division that they're in, mm-hmm. and that kind of sparked something in my mind. Because think about the conversation that we're having right now, guys. Think about that conversation. It's Nebraska sitting here with a two and three overall record, one and one in the conference. And there's an opportunity. Nebraska wins the West. They feel like the guys in, in the in the locker room feel like they could win the West, and and probably rightfully so. But why? It's because Wisconsin's having a really bad year. Iowa's having a really bad year. We don't know what Purdue, Minnesota are. We barely know what Illinois is. We know that Illinois beat Wisconsin on the road, thirty-four to ten. But what's that mean? Illinois it's is, it's not we're not having the conversation of you need to be a top two team in a conference that features Michigan Ohio State and Penn State all yeah you're not in you're not on the same side of the conference that has a, a, a perennial national championship contender and a team that just made the playoff last year and maybe isn't as good but is still an extremely solid program and oh by the way Penn State might have figured their thing figured things out even with Sean Clifford still at still at quarterback so with the with being in the weaker division, being on the weaker side of of the conference, you have to kind of. I, I don't want to say you you have to settle for for what you have. I think Wisconsin may have realized what the ceiling of Paul Christ is, mm-hmm. and they think they can do better. But that's as Joel Klatt said, what Nebraska did. They they thought they had realized the ceiling of Frank Solis. They thought they had realized yeah. the, the ceiling of Bo Pelini, and they believed that going out and getting somebody who might, you know, theoretically have a higher ceiling would be able to grow upon what was already established at Nebraska and, and improve upon that and, and, you know, take them to where they wanted to be. And unfortunately, in both situations – it went backwards. I, I think one thing I will say is I disagree a little bit with what Joel Klatt said regarding the the Bo Pelini and, and Frank Solich firings um, and how you know if we went back in the Del- DeLorean from Back to the Future and things like that where it's like this whole thing of do you fire him? I think they I think Nebraska still fires Bo Pelini because of his off the field stuff. Although um, we don't maybe the fan base myself included doesn't have a problem with Bo Pelini acting that way. It was more of that's just what Sean Eichhorst was going to do as well. Uh, however, 
Jory makes a really good point on the text line. Pelini would win games and then get to the big game and get blown out and look like we've never been there every single time. Pelini's success was beating teams he should and not showing up when it mattered most. And I guess now if you want to translate or kind of compare that to what's happening now is Nebraska doesn't necessarily win the games they're supposed to win, but they, but they show up in, in the bigger games, but they don't win those bigger games, right? Like it, they're it would, just losing think, every game. It would be an interesting conversation if Nebraska was, I mean, think of uh, Penn State's a good example here, I suppose, in, in recent years with James Franklin, is they'll win the games they're supposed to win, and it might be a nail-biter, it might be, you know, by the, by the, by the, the little bit of their hair on their chinny-chin-chin or whatever the saying is, but... When they get to bigger games, whether it's a wide-out game at home against Ohio State, they show up and maybe they squeak one out. What, what's the conversation, though, here at Nebraska? Let's say, I mean, we could go back and, and think back to last season, for example. What's the conversation if Nebraska loses Week 0 against Illinois but then is able to win on the road at, at Oklahoma and you're 3-1, and one, right, with wins over Oklahoma, Buffalo, and Fordham? You know, what's the conversation? Or if you're able to go on the road and win at – Michigan State, but not beat Northwestern at home, like there or Minnesota at home, like all these these middle of the road Big Ten teams. We always compared Pelini to you know, hey, listen, he, once he gets the big game, he doesn't show up, which is true, but he takes care of business on the games he's supposed to win. Now Nebraska's in a spot under interim head coach Mickey Joseph, where you have two games, Indiana and Rutgers, right now, that are would be considered games that you're supposed to win, games that you're supposed to win. And one of two has been done. You've you've won one of two, mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to go two and zero. And that that's where there's a lot of excitement, I think, and rightfully so, uh, excitement around this program right now. If you hear Mickey Joseph sit down and, and talk and do interviews and kind of talk about how this program is is changing under his leadership, there's no nobody can sit here and tell me that they don't have their ears perk up a little bit and be like, huh, all right. Well, it can't be bad. Can't get any worse, right? So I, I, I'm ser- I'm curious though that Joel Klatt, when he talked about how Wisconsin's had success in divisions, something I never thought about. These next in these next couple years, when we talk about the grand scheme of college football and the the giant landscape, the overall landscape of college football, how what what programs right now are top in their division or top two in their division mm-hmm. that once you get three or four major conferences and you're featuring 20 plus teams in a single conference just kind of phase out how do things how do things fizzle how will things shake out who's gonna who's gonna be left at the top holding the spear who's gonna be on the bottom you know clinging for life that's that's kind of what you're looking at once once all of the realignment is is finished and every team is is in their respective conferences and pods and divisions and what whatever is going to happen you know, you think about a Wisconsin, you think about a, a, an Iowa, a, a Minnesota, a Nebraska, and you know the Big Ten West was was a weaker side of the conference, and and anybody could win it, you know, year in and year out. But once you go to whatever they're going to do, is there going to be a divisions? Is there going to be just pods where if you win your pod, you have to go against somebody else and and work your way up to to the conference championship game? What does that look like? Who are you with? It's it's massive, massive questions and. With a guy like Paul Christ, where he's, you know, for the most part in the divisional race year in and year out, you have to think towards the future. At least this is maybe what Wisconsin was thinking, <laughs> is think towards the future and think, would he, will he be successful 
as soon as we add, as soon as the Big Ten adds these other teams, as soon as you know you're not playing a Northwestern and an, an Illinois, uh, an Indiana, Purdue year in and year mm-hmm. out, and you have to go up against a USC and Ohio State well, and Michigan, it, you know, every every other year or every year, how how much success will he actually have? It's a hell of a gamble because you're now putting all your faith in, in Jim Leonard right now, or whoever you decide, or whoever you decide. Yeah. But it really feels. I mean, ta- I mean, hearing conversations with guys from Wisconsin and like you know the beat writers and listening to kind of just sports radio up there, and their their initial feelings is that it's Jim Leonard's job unless he does not win, obviously, right? Or if he chooses to go somewhere, or else. if he chooses to go somewhere else, number one or number two, I guess. And then if it's not, they're going to go after Lance Leipold. You know what I just thought about is a couple weeks ago. When Jim Leonard was after Frost was fired a couple weeks ago, when Jim Leonard was asked about the Nebraska opening, they they had asked him about it, and he said that he wanted to spend his entire career at Wisconsin. He wanted mm-hmm. to stay there, you know, the entire time. And looking back, maybe that was a precursor. Maybe he knew something nobody else maybe. did, and and it was it was just a matter of time before Paul Chris was being let go. But I also I also think you know, and sometimes. The, the big sweeping changes work. Sometimes firing your head coach and, and emptying things out and starting anew works. And, and you, you have success and, and you know things go all happy, hunky-dory and flowers and rainbows and butterflies. But other times, small changes can also work. If you, if, you mm-hmm. get rid of, if you get rid of an offensive coordinator, if you get rid of a defensive coordinator, if you just switch coaches around, sometimes you can keep that head coach and, and things can, can change for the better with Small changes well, and not big sweeping, you know, take everybody out in one fell swoop changes. With that in mind, I mean, think about the conversations we were having while Scott Frost was still the head coach here. It was, he needs to be okay with making changes and, and not being involved in everything in the, the main voice in every single room. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I mean, eventually that was probably played a factor in, into the downfall. Right. And, and it's and it stinks to see like it actually sucks. Right. Because and we don't need to live in the past or anything like that. Um, and Zach says this on the text line. Once again, four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln hotline, the starter Hammond text line. Zach says this it is not that firing Solich and Pelini was a bad decision. The bad decisions were hiring Callahan and Riley. There is no way those were good hires based on what everyone what was available to Nebraska, and then Scott Frost fooled everyone. And, and yeah, that that latter part exactly right. Um, Frost did. I mean, fooled everyone. We were all all about it, and that's what makes it so. We were all drinking the Kool Aid. Gosh, it's fine to admit, but it wasn't even Kool Aid because it was like the the body of work that we saw from his time at UCF was positive things. That's what makes it so. Just wild to think about. Um, I mean, looking back at it, and I'm not going to pretend like I like I knew what was going on, and that I was one of the guys that was like, "Oh, I don't know if this was going to work." I told you it wasn't going to. No, I'm just looking back at it now. Hindsight's 2020. 20. He had two years of head coaching experience. One of those he went six and seven. The other one he may yeah. have found lightning in a bottle. Well, well, here's the thing, Rico. We we combated that argument with, well, look at his coaching tree. Look at who he's coached with. Mm-hmm. Who look at the staffs he's been a part of. Look who he's he's been able to learn from, and, and who he's who's been, been able to learn through us. Exactly, and, and so it's like that. People. You had the success of of his time at Oregon, which Oregon's wearing these speckled uniforms this weekend that look great. I love that. I don't like speckled, and I don't, I don't like a lot of that stuff. But I like the speckled shout uniforms this Bonix. weekend. Yeah, shout out to Nike also being their main <laughs> main helper. Um, but once again, it's like just kind of interesting to think about um, to where you know how do programs change right when these divisions dissolve. Because 
who knows if, if Nebraska goes to a, and Kmart Steve asks, can you guys do a segment where we name the new pods? We sure can. We can do that next segment for all I know with we'll the teams that choose, we know. Yeah, we'll have to choose the teams and the pods that so we all. Yeah, exactly. You we, add USC, UCLA, and then we try to add the pods. Yeah, because we'll just do those pods right now. But I mean, think about it. It might benefit Nebraska when the Nebraska or when the Big Ten goes to pods. It might hurt because I can almost. Guarantee, it might hurt Ohio State. I can like, almost guarantee the they try to keep it sort of regional. It USC, UCLA, exactly. Nebraska, Iowa. So we'll we'll get into that. We'll, we'll dive into like, that. I don't into, like that. Into possible pods. I don't like so, that at all. We'll we'll do that off of. I mean, it's going to be kind of off of geography, I, I suppose. But want to hear from you guys. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. Got plenty of stuff to get to through throughout the rest of the show. If you have any thoughts, any th- questions, any comments, um, Nebraska football plays Rutgers tomorrow night. Michigan State volleyball uh, hosts Nebraska tonight as well. So Rico, we'll get into that in the final segment, especially. Um, since I just have to bounce out a little here a little bit earlier as well. But when we come back, we'll dive into these pods as we uh, kind of project or predict what's it going to look like uh, here probably in two, two, three short years. So we'll do that all, all that and more uh, coming up next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.